welcome to Silk Digital Marketing Mastery, your go-to podcast for elevating your digital marketing success as a female business owner. I'm your host, Sam, founder of Silk Digital, with over six years of experience working with clients from startups to established brands. Each week, my guests and I will provide insider knowledge and expert guidance on social media, email marketing, digital advertising, and more. On this show, you can expect to learn how to create irresistible marketing messages that connect with your dream customers, establish an unbreakable brand identity that they can't help but trust, and develop a holistic approach to your marketing that supports your business goals. I know that as a female entrepreneur, you face unique challenges when it comes to building your brand and growing your business. That's why I'm here to provide you with the tools, strategies, and insights you need to take control of your marketing and achieve your goals. So whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, this podcast is for you. Get ready to learn, be inspired, and take your digital marketing game to the next level. Hello, and welcome back to the Silk Digital Marketing Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Sam, and today I have a beautiful guest joining me by the name of Olivia. Olivia owns a Shepparton-based cosmetic clinic that offers injectables, advanced skin treatments, and medical-grade skincare that goes by the name of A&O. So Liv has been in business and owned A&O for almost four years, she said, which is really inspiring because like many of us, our businesses were born in COVID, which I think is really cool to have something so positive come out of such a difficult time. This episode really touches on the importance of self-confidence and Liv opens up with her journey on personal growth and really how she has gotten to where she is today, just with the mindset she has and her inner beliefs. And I think that's really inspiring for not only me as a another female business owner, but also just anybody in general that might not even have their own business. I think this is a really valuable episode because it is a reminder that, you know, you can literally achieve anything if you just have that self-love and self-confidence. And Liv speaks on that really beautiful in the episode. We also chat about how Liv's business has grown using social media. And of course, she shares her story, which is really cool to hear how she's gotten to where she is today. So I feel like this is a really great episode as always when I have such incredible guests on, but it's really cool to chat to another fellow female entrepreneur around mindset and just how that's helped her so much, not only in business, but her personal life too. So I really hope that you enjoy today's episode and make sure you share this. If you do, I think it's, as I said, many times over a really inspiring episode. And I think that a lot of people really will get a lot of value for it. So make sure to share it on your stories and don't forget to tag me. All right, let's jump into today's episode. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Liv. I am super excited to get into today's episode. But before we get started, I just want you to, I guess, introduce yourself and tell everybody who you are and what you do. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for asking me. Um, I was very flattered that you thought my story was interesting enough to feature <laughs> on here, uh, although I am a bit of an amateur with marketing. So, um, yes. So, about myself. So, I am a registered nurse. I live in Shepparton and have lived here all of my life. And I worked in a hospital setting in a theatre department for about eight years. And then, in summary, um, had a real passion and interest for cosmetic nursing uh, when I was exposed to plastic surgery. 
and decided in the depths of COVID to um, take the leap and start my own business while I had a one-year-old and a three-year-old. So uh, it was it was a big, big leap to take, uh, but it has paid off. And now I have my own cosmetic clinic um, in Shepparton. I have for around three years now. I've got a few employees, another nurse that works for me. Uh, and yeah, we've we've done quite well. So that's the summary, I suppose. <laughs> that's so awesome. And I love that you did it like during COVID when everybody's kind of like freaking out, you're just like, no, I'm just going to go all in. Yeah. I think a lot of people, I don't know if you were the same, but had a lot of time to reflect in COVID. So um, what I was doing in my life wasn't really fulfilling me. So I wanted to make a change and I knew what I wanted to do. And I did for years prior, but it just was kind of the catalyst for it. Yeah. So was it something in particular, like, was there a pivotal moment, like while you were working still as a theatre nurse, you're like, no, this is it. Or was it just COVID in general? Um, no, I wouldn't say it was COVID in general. I've always had a yearning to have a business. I know that's a weird thing to say, but I've always, I always knew that I would have a business in some form. I just didn't think that was possible as a nurse. Yeah. Uh, and then once I started to explore it, even three years ago, or three and a half years ago, nearly four, to be honest, when I first started getting into cosmetic nursing, it was a, still very taboo, especially in a country town. No one was doing it. No one talked mm. about it. Even when I told a lot of people at the hospital, people were mocking me and literally laughing at me. So it wasn't very nice. But luckily, I had a, had enough um, inner confidence to push through that. But I've been someone that has always been very interested in aesthetics. I like to look the best I can. I like to beautify everything around me. I know that probably makes me sound very vain. Um, <laughs> I don't like to think of myself as that's all I think about because it's not. And it's obviously not the most important part of anything. Um, but it's something that does interest me. But I didn't want to waste my bachelor's degree of nursing and all of the years I put in prior. And uh, it's just kind of the perfect combination for me. Yeah, it's literally my dream job. So, yeah, it wasn't exactly COVID that pushed me into this, but it gave me time to sit down and kind of nut it all out. Yeah, I love that. And I definitely relate to what you said about just having that, like, desire and you just knew that one day you're going to have your own business because I kind of felt the same too and again I was like I don't know how I'm going to get there or what that looks like and sometimes when you just have that trust and like I don't know you just end up following your heart like things just work out and like I feel like you're definitely a definition of things just like working out. (laughs) Yeah I very much have just gone with the flow with it all um, and I haven't really resisted anything. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's been no resistance to it. It just has felt so right from the get-go. And just like circling back to, and again, like you said, being in a small town and people mocking you and just having that inner confidence, like how did you, because I'm very much like huge on mindset and I didn't realise how important it was until really going into business and how much business is more of like a mindset thing as well. Yeah, yeah. Did you always sort of have that inner confidence and like how did you kind of deal with people just being like kind of bringing you down in that sense or trying to anyway? I suppose I've always had confidence, which I'm thankful for. Probably my parents have been the ones that have instilled that in myself. I would say my very close-knit people around me were very supportive, particularly my husband. He was my biggest cheerleader. So I think the people that were closest to me were very supportive and thought it was a great idea and then everyone else I just had to block out. But I've always been someone, once I have something in my mind, I just go for it. There's not much that can hold me back. So this was one of those things that I just went for. Yeah, I love that. It it took its toll, don't get me wrong. It was frustrating and, yeah, but... It is what it is. That's always going to be the way, isn't it? It is. I like to like, 
sometimes think you think of celebrities and things like, you know, I'm a Kardashian fan and they have haters, but like they're also successful. And so I think I heard this quote the other day and it was like, if you have haters or people that disagree with what you're doing, you're doing and following, you know, your heart and being true to yourself. I think when you do anything outside of the box or anything outside of the norm, you are going to have people hate on you. And I think it is solely a projection of their own insecurities and something that they look at you and think, I could never do that. So how was she doing that? So I very much look at, I probably in, I've grown a lot in the last three years, but I look at those individuals now and I feel a bit sorry for them because Mm. um, I would only want the best for someone else and to put out that negativity or your own insecurities on someone else is a little bit sad. I don't mean that in a patronising way. It genuinely is a little bit sad and they probably need to do a little bit of inner work. Oh, I agree 100%. I was listening to a podcast or something the other day and they said approach those people with empathy like because, yeah, there's they're not living, you know, in their alignment and in a happy life. So it's kind of like you feel a bit sorry for them. Yeah, I do. And I, yeah, I think maybe they'll grow out of that as well. Yeah. Hopefully (laughs) for their sake. (laughs) (laughs) So in terms of like, I guess where you are now and your success, like what do you feel has been the biggest result to, to get you there? So what, what do you mean? Like, do you feel it's been just putting yourself out there or has it been like surrounding yourself with the people that um, support you or, or, you know, hiring great employees? Yeah. I think probably the biggest key to the success of A&O is my consistency, if I'm completely yeah. honest. I've shown up consistently for three years every single day. I feel like only now have I been able to take my foot off the pedal and kind of hand a bit over to my team, which are, they're amazing. My girls are so good. But I showed up every day. I There was motivation wasn't a factor for me. It was just something I had to do. So, yeah, I say that to anyone. If you are starting a business and you're not consistent, don't bank on it doing well. Yeah. It's almost like not motivation, it's discipline as well because in those times yeah. when you don't feel motivated, like you have to have the discipline. Yes, yeah, motivation isn't isn't a factor. It's just discipline. It's something you yeah. have to do. If I went in went in at a half ass, I would have got a half ass result. Yeah. And do you like when you mention showing up, do you mean like showing up on social media, just in the business, day in, day out? Like what are you referring to? Just everything. Everything. Yeah. It consumes me, if I'm honest. Probably a little bit too much in hindsight, but it did consume me. Social media, um, building the business, building a relationship with my clients, putting myself in their shoes and what they would expect or what they want. It, it consumed my whole mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it was multi-factors. I suppose from an outsider's perspective, you'd think, oh, social media, that's what she means showing up, but it was everything. It was, yeah. was so much to the business that had to be put into place to get it to the point it is now that it just runs. Yeah, and because you've gone from like you were renting out a room when you first started, weren't you? And then now you've got your own beautiful clinic that you guys renovated yourself, right? Yeah. So I was renting out of a beauty salon, renting a room. Amazing start. I'm very, very thankful for that. It helped build a clientele. It just outgrew it very, very quickly. Uh, I needed administration help, um, which is Jess, your gorgeous sister-in-law. <laughs> uh, so she came on the scene very quickly. And uh, then we bought the clinic, did up the home. My husband did most of it. And yeah, we'll probably be here for a while now until we outgrow here and move on again. Yeah, it's so exciting. How did you, like, was it a, I mean, that's a huge step to be like going from renting a room to 
you know, a whole home and then renovating yeah. it. Yeah. Did you like ever think twice? Was there any, you know, I guess worries about it or were you just like, no, this is right. We're going all in. Like, this is just the next step. No, I didn't have a lot of hesitation. I think that's probably just my personality yeah. trait. I always think, and I was saying this to Ruby the other day, we were talking about a scenario and I said, I always think about the worst case scenario. What is the worst case scenario that could happen? And for me, the worst case scenario in anything in life is that as long as my family unit's fine, but we yeah. lose everything financially, we go bankrupt and I have to move in with my parents. That is the worst <laughs> thing that could happen to me. So, and that's fine. That's not even that bad. It's not even yeah. a big of a deal, which I'm thankful and very lucky that that is my worst case scenario. So I was like, stuff it. Let's just do it. And the housing market was very expensive then too. It was peak COVID. So, yeah, crazy. Yeah. I think yeah. with big risk can come with big reward. And I, I truly believe that it's the people in business especially that are willing to take those risks that it pays off for because a lot of the time people are too scared or too worried and so they don't and, you know, they miss out on those big successes. Yeah, I think you just have to really trust yourself and your decisions as well Um, and not overthink things too much. Just let them flow. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. And so what would you say has been like one of the biggest surprises, like good or bad, in running your, your business or like, you know, starting your own business? Probably the biggest surprise I've found is my own personal growth. And I think back to myself three years ago, who I am now, I'm very, very proud of myself and the person and the woman I've grown into. Yeah. That's probably the biggest, biggest change is my own personal growth. Yeah. As I said before, it's, it was a surprise to me too, going into running a business. You think of things like the operational side and the marketing side and sales and this, and like, you know, you get into it and you're like, holy shit, like there's a lot of stuff that I'm not doing because of my mindset that's holding me back. Yes. I'm very conscious of my mindset and it's not always perfect, but I know to keep everything afloat, I need to be mentally coping and need to be able to pivot when need be. And yeah, just just the confidence I have in myself and my decisions. And it just had this massive flow and effect in every aspect of my life, my relationships, everything. Yeah, it's so yeah. true. And with like coping mentally and looking after yourself and things, do you have like, you know, if you are struggling a bit, do you have like key things that you, you know, kind of look back and get back to, whether that's like, you know, you're meditating or you're journaling or exercising or spending time? Like, how do you find that balance, especially being a mom? Yeah, uh, to be honest, I had a big slap in the face about four or five months ago and I suffered burnout, which I'd never had before. So prior to that, I'd worked like an absolute maniac. We would get the kids sorted at night and then I would work every single night once the kids are in bed. I would work. I just work. I was a complete workaholic. <laughs> but it came at a cost for my health and I really did suffer. So that was a big shake-up for me and I've slowed down a lot. I've delegated a lot better. I think delegation is a really important factor in all aspects of your life and not just in the team that I have, but also at home. And if you can outsource it, outsource it, take that load off yourself. Yeah, so I try and exercise. (laughs) I do like to take time out for myself and actually spending time with my family I find very very therapeutic, frustrating sometimes, (laughs) but therapeutic. So making out that time, carving it out and being more present is something I've become very mindful of over just more recent times. Yeah. Um, But I feel like the business has only gotten to that point now that I can do that. Yeah. So you like even find your scheduling kind of that time in with your family to really be present and not. Yeah. So my days at work, I work and I don't work at home anymore. 
That's yeah. probably the biggest summary I can make. I do not work at home anymore uh, unless fun. I absolutely have to, but that's only been a change in the last four months. Yeah. And that's, I mean, you've put in the hard work to get to this point. So it's kind of like now you can. Exactly. Yeah. I don't regret working the way I did, although it probably wasn't very healthy. I don't regret it because I probably wouldn't be at this point now. But at some point you need to take a step back and reassess. And that's what I did. Yeah. And it's sometimes funny, like I'm a bit spiritual in the sense to say, like when you do kind of take a step back from things and like, you know, let go a little bit, it just starts to flow even better. And, you know, especially when you're taking care of yourself, um, because you're the driver of the, you know, your business. And so if you're not looking after yourself and, um, things can just kind of fall apart. (laughs) Well, you can get in your own way, I think. Yeah, exactly. And when it comes to social media, obviously social media obsessed, how do you feel like that has contributed to your business and, you know, or has it, or what impact has it had? Oh, massively. Absolutely. The biggest key factor into our, our growth that happened so quickly. I won't say it is the reason for our success, but it is a big key factor into how quickly we've grown. Yeah. When I first started showing up on social media, I was getting on talking, which lots of people do now. No one was doing it back then, especially not in Shep. And I know that people would have been sharing it to their groups and roasting Mm -hmm. me. (laughs) Um, But creating that engagement early on and that trust was uh, everything, really. It was everything. And were the things you were doing, like besides showing up yourself, that you found really worked well and, and like helped you grow quite quickly? Yeah, so definitely showing up myself when we first started the business I was chatting to my husband and he said oh I think you should call the business something else I don't think you should call it a setting house living which we call it A&O now but yeah I was like no I need to brand myself but that is that is how I'm going to start this business and lots of people didn't think it was a good idea but I really had faith that I I can promote myself which took a lot of balls um but I feel like I didn't get lost then because I'm a personality and I'm a real human where you, if sometimes if you were just a business name, especially in the beauty industry, you just become like everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard even then like to, like you said, you get lost because then you can be like questioning the content you're putting out. Is this business or is this me? And it makes it a lot easier when it's just you and you are your business. Yes. It, It comes with its risks as well, because if the business goes downhill, that's you. Yeah. Uh, everything does come back to being attached to you, but it was just, yeah, it just felt right. And in the early days of like showing up too, because I know it can be so like we're our own worst critics. And like you said, you, people are probably sending it around and, you know, being horrible. But yeah. how did you kind of like overcome that and get through it and just do it? Like was it just that confidence again or? I think just that confidence and it just that that kind of confidence muscle got stronger, I suppose, as time yeah. went on. And I used to, it used to take me like half an hour to do a one minute talk. And then I would watch it over obsessively and think, oh my gosh, like, shouldn't mean pick myself apart. Yeah. And now I post things, I do not even watch them back. I just, I know sometimes I say words wrong or I do spelling wrong. Or I just, I just, it is what it is. I am me. Yeah. And if you want to criticize me, well, I'd like to see you do it. And yeah. I just have that mentality. Yeah, I can relate to that myself too. And I think with even the mistakes and smiling errors and things, you know, I'm probably do them all the time. I don't realize, but I'm human. And like, I think that creates that human connection. And yeah, I always think too, like the people that are sitting back having something negative to say would never 
try and do it. They could never, exactly. you know. You just need to, they just, they can't be a factor. If you're going to do something like this or start your own business, you can't be worried about the outside noise because you'll never do anything. You won't move. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And now, like, I feel within, well, I'm in Melbourne, obviously from Shep, but do you find like there are a lot of cosmetic nurses and things popping up in or well, everywhere, really, especially like online? How do you, do you find, especially being in a local, like small community, how do you deal or, you know, with, I guess, the copy, copycats? Because I feel like you are parting the way in the industry, especially within your community. So is there things that you see that you're kind of like, are you flooded? Is it frustrating? It's interesting you ask that because it makes me think that maybe you've noticed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I see things, don't worry. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, look, I've never probably vocalised how I feel about it because I try not to get caught up in it and I don't. Yeah. It's frustrating. It's really frustrating because we spend a lot of time, a lot of thought, money that goes into us being a really authentic brand and when it's imitated or essentially cut and paste, which some things have been cut and paste, even Rice Studios who I've worked with, uh, they've came up with taglines that we use for our business that is personalised to us and that has been literally cut and paste. Mm-hmm. And whether they're doing it intentionally, I, I'll give them bread and throw it down and say, no, maybe they're just looking on and thinking that it looks good yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, it's, it's very, very frustrating it just motivates me to keep showing up and being different and being inventive and creative to keep us separate and to stand out. And like I said, I do like to give those people the benefit of the doubt that they're not doing it intentionally. But, yeah, that's my thought. What's your thought on it? (laughs) Yeah, look, no, I think in every industry, like my industry is the same and there will, I think, just in life and no matter what, whether it's online or in person, people are going to copy or try and imitate and, like, not to say they're leeching off your successes, but they're seeing that it works for somebody. And so they want that same kind of, you know, outcome for them. But yeah, I I don't know. It it can be frustrating. And I think for me, especially being in marketing and, you know, I can see not only within your industry, but all other industries, you can tell when there are brands that are leading the way and they are like staying in their own lane kind of thing, or there are other brands that are trying to copy. And I think, yeah, you, you guys are definitely doing an amazing job and you can truly see that it's authentic to you, whereas when it's other brands and businesses that are, yeah, trying to copy, it's you can you can see through it, I think. And maybe that's just me with my marketing, you know, glasses on. Yes. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, they can you can imitate somebody online, but especially in, with being a service industry for yourself, like it comes down to how you're you know, dealing with your customers face-to-face and, and that whole experience they're having. That's something that they can't really imitate. Um, and I think that's what's going to continue to set you guys apart. And I saw this quote, I'm not going to be able to um, re-quote it, but it was something of some, if someone's copying you or imitating you, they're doing what you used to do because mm. you're always one step ahead. So even now we have more marketing plans in the works for the next couple of weeks. So that then that'll take us to a different phase. And yeah. so you always, if, if you're copying someone, you're always one step behind them because you're doing yeah. what they've already done. So um, I try not to let it get to me. I really do. Yeah. And I try not, not to let it throw me off what we're doing or even look into it. Or see, lots of things get said to me and I don't mm. really engage in it. Mm. Um, but 
yeah, it is what it is. What can you do? Yeah. And it's but like I have been even like trying to create and post more stuff on TikTok. And I find that I've seen a lot of people make the comment where if you kind of don't consume, but you're creating, you're going to create from, you know, your heart or like it be more authentic to you because you're not then, um, I guess, what's a word, like too influenced by other things that you're consuming. You're just doing what feels right for, for yourself and your business. So yeah. that's something I'm trying to also be conscious of because I think it can be so easy to overconsume content. And, you know, even if it's things about you should be doing this in your business or creating this or running, you know, it can be hard to not overconsume it. And as I suppose business owners, we want to do the best we can. So do you find that like you you have set boundaries with if it is social media or like certain people you're listening to versus just the outside noise so that you're not feeling like you're overwhelmed and frazzled by all this advice and recommendations that people want to try and give you? Uh, I don't really, besides like yourself, who, I, who I've, um, we've worked together a few times and then Rice Studios, I really value like experts' opinions. As for like on my personal Instagrams and TikTok and things, I don't look at anything injectables related, nothing. Yeah. I don't follow anyone injectables related. And then my business one, I don't really scroll a whole lot and look what other people are doing anyway. So I feel like very much so what we do at A&O is us. Yeah. Uh, obviously, there's some things you think, oh, that's cool or I really like how they did that. But even more so now with our new regulations, we're really restricted with what we can do. So mm-hmm. we have to be very authentic and quite creative. So, yeah, I don't feel like I I don't feel like I get overwhelmed, no. Yeah. And just like with the regulations and things that they've put in place now, what does that look like for the business and how have you guys kind of been able to, I guess, find a way, not find a way around it, but just like make sure that you're following it? Because I'm sort of, I have a gist of what sh- should and shouldn't be done, but it's yeah. interesting to hear from you as well. It's, uh, there's a lot and mm. uh, we'll flip up from time to time because there is so many guidelines, but we're definitely trying our best. I feel very, very thankful that the business is established and we have a very large client base now already. I think as new injectors coming in, it would be incredibly, incredibly difficult to start. It is trying to steer us away from the beauty and more the medical, which I agree with. Mm-hmm. I think the industry has come a bit, become a bit cowboy and every second nurse wants to become an injector, mm-hmm. not necessarily for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. So I do agree with the regulations but I do think it makes it very difficult and we have to be very aware, especially for the injectors that have a bigger following. There's the smaller ones out there that I'm sure are ready to pounce. Uh, So we have to be very mindful with what we post and anything that's injectables related, we can't glamorise too much. So there's certain words we can't use. Um, We have to have disclaimers. Uh, We can't have music attached to our reels. Yeah, there's lots of things. Anything skin related, you can go for it or clinic related, not an issue. But injectables, S4 drugs, is, which is what we administer, um, yeah, it's quite tight around that. But I'm okay about it. I've wrapped my head around it. And like I said, our business won't really suffer from it. I think the new injectors will struggle, yeah. which I feel for them. It would be very hard. Yeah, that's so interesting. And you're probably right because do you feel, I mean, in the early days you were able to, obviously things were a bit, I guess, looser than what they are yeah. now with the regulations. But with like client before and afters, and I, I don't know, maybe I misread that, but that's still okay. You're allowed to share things like that. It's just certain words and terminologies and things. So you can share before and afters of clients, but you have to have the before and the after. Right. They have to be in the same 
pose and everything. You can't just put an after photo up. It has yeah. you have to see what the client was before. No special lighting, no mm-hmm. Photoshop, which you shouldn't do that anyway, but there's people mm-hmm. in the industry that do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it just has to be very clinical. The images have to be clinical and in a clinical layout. Mm-hmm. And then we can't say certain words. So we'll, if I posted a, someone's lips, I would say lip enhancement at A&O and then I have a disclaimer down the bottom. So that's kind of how it goes. It's very simplified. needs to just be clinical. Yeah, that makes sense. Being is like a medical it is um, treatment. And you've got, yeah, skincare and skin treatments you mentioned too. So what other areas and like what does that look like with the business? So we offer uh, skincare and skin treatments that tie in well with injectables. Yeah. Uh, we're not a one-stop shop for skin and that's never my aim. I'm, at this day, we obviously always change our minds. At this point in time, <laughs> I don't really want to have lasers or anything like that. I want someone to come here and be able to be treated holistically and then we refer on if need be. So we treat skin concerns, not skin conditions, which is probably 95% of the population have skin concerns and not skin conditions. Any skin conditions we refer on to a dermatologist. So, yeah, the skin component actually is growing quite rapidly at A&O and Ruby and I were only talking about this this morning, uh, Amy, nurse Amy, who works for me, she's incredibly knowledgeable at skin. So she probably, I can probably thank her a lot for that. And um, I would like to see our skin side of ANO grow further. I just don't know how that's going to look yet. There's a few things in the works, but we'll just see how it plays out. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. So that's it in a nutshell. And I guess what's something that you're super excited about in your business right now? I'm really, really content. We are renovating the clinic at the moment. So I wouldn't say that's exciting from renovating the home to now renovating the clinic. I'm very, very fatigued from renovations. Chris, my husband, probably more so. (laughs) Um, But I'm actually at a point where I'm very content and I'm not feeling that urge to like, how big can we get this? Which is so nice. I love, love my team. I've got Ruby, Jess and Amy and they're, such amazing girls to work with we've become very good friends and I just love showing up to work every day and servicing our clients and seeing our clients like Amy and I treating them both is really rewarding and that trust that um, clients do give to us yeah I'm just really happy with where we're at actually I love that it's so nice to hear yeah because I think we forget that it's okay to feel content where we are now like even for me, that's a nice reminder to be like, it's okay to be, have those moments of like, things are good. Like, let's just keep it going as is until. You need to stop and smell the roses. And I actually spoke to someone not long ago and she said, it's okay for things to be easy. Mm -hmm. And I always felt that in order for me to be successful and for the ball for A&O to keep rolling, it should, needs to be a challenge. Like, why is this this shouldn't feel easy. Yeah. And then I then I sat in it and I was like, no, this is easy because I've got it to this point where I'm exactly where I want to be and I'm going to enjoy it and I'm not going to always be striving for more because you're never then appreciating what you've actually achieved. Yeah. So that's so true. It's such a good reminder. Do you have like uh, people, you know, that you kind of tend to lean on more or go to for advice or chat things through or like have you had, you know, I don't know, I work with business coaches and things. Have you like dabbled in any of that to sort of help you become, you know, the business owner and person you are today? 
Uh, a little bit. I've done bone therapy, things like that, um, just to kind of regulate my nervous system because it's often in overdrive. I've definitely calmed down a lot and I'm really, really proud of that because uh, I don't like to throw around medical terminology when you don't actually <laughs> haven't been diagnosed with it, but I was so ADD and it was not a good way to operate life. So I've calmed down a lot. I've used services like bone therapy. Uh, I do breath work home every day um yeah, I love yeah that. I've just tried just tried to relax and just trust pro- the process and not fight things and not make things hard let mm. things be yeah no I agree I think that's like I said before when you sort of just take off like it's like if you're strangling something if you just let it go let it breathe it like yes awesome <laughs> feels and it feels good yeah and I think I'm 30 I've got a lot of years left to grow this business I don't need to have it all done in the next year yeah one thing I keep reminding myself is like yeah trust uh, enjoy the journey because you know it's forever going to be a journey I'm not going to get to a point where I'm like okay yep this is it like I'm wanting to keep on just keep going but it's it's all a journey and I think yeah if you don't enjoy it even the tough times because that's going to come with it then I don't think business is really right for you no I saw this post the other day it was about dopamine and it was it was talking about how when you reach a certain goal, your dopamine drops off significantly. Mm-hmm. And so it made me really think about it. And there's been a lot of successes we've had in the past three years and a lot of personal ones too that we've never really spoken about. And it feels good. And then it just feels normal again. And mm-hmm. so if you're constantly chasing this high of, I need to achieve this, this is going to feel amazing, it's only temporary. You, and exactly what you were saying, you need to enjoy the journey and the process of it because your day-to-day life is your life. Your life is not reaching a goal. Your life is what you get up and do every single day. So if you can enjoy that, then you've popped, popped it all, I think. Yeah, I agree. I think I like it reminds me of when before I had the business and I was working full-time and it was like I would hang out for the weekends, just that was the weekends or what was getting me through life. And then it's funny. I had a complete shift similar to what you were saying is like, you have to enjoy your everyday life. When I had my business, I think it gave a bit more purpose and, you know, you had, I guess, more responsibility in a sense, but I enjoyed that. And that's what got me out of bed. And I enjoyed doing that day in, day out. And it's funny that just the shift that I had, and I'm like, this is how I know this is what I'm meant to be doing. Yeah, absolutely. And most people don't enjoy their day-to-day life, which is really, really sad. And I encourage anyone that feels that way to to make some changes and make small changes doesn't need to be anything drastic because from someone that didn't enjoy my day-to-day life working in the hospital is very mundane to now living a life that feels really right for me. I don't dread Monday coming around like I used to and that is life-changing to not dread the start of your working week. Oh, I can relate 100%. It's the best feeling in the world. Just to wrap things up, do you have any final words of wisdom or advice for anybody in your industry or wanting to start a business? Uh, definitely be consistent. That is the biggest uh, tool, like, little tip I can give anyone starting out. And trust yourself and block out outside noise because there is so much outside noise, even more so in this day and age with social media and the ability for everyone to have access to you whenever they want. Mm. Um, you just need to, if you're very, very passionate about it and if it's something that you want to be successful, just stay very focused and in your lane and you'll be great. And when you're not great, just pivot and reassess and change things up. So just be adaptable, I think. 
Yeah, I love that. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Liv. I will leave all your details in the show notes so anybody can jump on and find you and definitely check out what you offer and your beautiful clinic because it is stunning. Thank you so much, Sam. Thank you so much for joining me today. Don't forget, you can learn more about my free resources that will help you scale your business by going to my website, www.silkhyphendigital.com.au. And you can always find the links and resources mentioned in today's episode over there too. I would love for you to come say hi over on Instagram at silkdigital underscore. Thanks so much. And I'll see you in the next episode.